So time crawls on as it always does, as it is want to do. Days bleed into weeks, bleed into months, and we find ourselves at a point where Steiner, by your count, we're at about five and a half months. So, assuming everything has gone correct, Greta should be calling you back in about two weeks. Hmm. So I, uh, I kind of before we just like really get started, I want to do a check-in with everybody. Roxanne, how are you doing? In what sense? Well, all of them, but let's start physically. Uh, remarkably, adju adjusting remarkably well, considering the circumstances. You know, how escaping the end of the world, traveling through time. Ah, uh, nobody I know other than my brother and uh, Steiner, who is a robot, exist currently. But I'm making do. I've been keeping myself busy. So, like, I'm doing pretty good, I think. Alright. That, uh, has that isolation, that kind of loneliness been getting to you at all? Um, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit when, you know, like when I lay down to go to sleep and, you know, I can't, I, I, I can't say at night, but when I lay down to go to sleep and sometimes it's just like, fuck, I am one of two currently living humans in the entirety of existence right now, probably. Unless somebody else has been doing some time traveling. Alright. Has the, uh, has the constant, ever-present low-light situation been bothering you at all by this point? Uh, yeah, a little bit. That's why I try to spend a lot of time around, like, campfires and stuff, at the very least. At least then... I don't know. It's a little bit brighter on the campfires. Yeah, yeah. I'm dealing. That's all you can really ask for sometimes. Has, um, have you picked up anything besides your music and your journaling and your medical training? A bit of sewing, actually. Just, uh, you know, what with... Um, what was designer revolutioning, revolutionizing the textile industry here? There's been a lot of clothes to make. And Roxanne does like clothes. And wearing. So she's been kind of just, like, helping out. Learning tips from more accomplished uh 
I guess you might... I don't know. Is there a general... Gender... A general... A gender-neutral version of Seamstress? Seamsmith, maybe? <laughs> Seamstress. Just... Seamstress sounds too much like Seamster. Anyway... Just, just learning from more... Sewmaster. <laughs> from more accomplished sewers. Let's go with that. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of your... music... Mm -hmm. You know, I did say last time that there were a number of people who had been inspired by your playing. Mm-hmm. They've, uh, they've definitely had time to make guitars of their own, of varying levels of complexities. You know, you've got a couple of three-stringers in your little group. Ah. But uh, you do have just like this small, consistent group of, I don't know, maybe five people who want to learn how to do that and since you are the only one who knows how to do that they are always coming to you how's that been um a little overwhelming sometimes like uh starting out i kind of just tried to teach them songs i knew but eventually it kind of became like okay okay well Rather than teaching you verbatim what I know, why don't we, like, break it down into parts? Like, you know, these are some chords, and this is, uh, once again, trying not to use, like, actual musical terms, but I try to teach them, like, what the fuck an arpeggio is. Right, right. And then, uh, backing up one additional step, you said that with the, the revolution in the textile industry, there have been more clothes and more clothes to sew. What are you wearing nowadays? I would describe it as kind of a... What's the word here? Not... Not a poncho. What's the other? That's a thing that's like a poncho, but not. Mumu? No! <laughs> A mumu is nothing like a poncho. It's not a sarong, is it? No, those goes around your waist. Smog? Let's just go with poncho. Just like a poncho, kinda. Something loose fitting, like a like a Sarape. Sarape. Ah. Yeah, probably something like that. Nothing terribly complex, just like Things that Roxanne can make for herself to wear. She's still trying. Her boots are still holding on somehow, but just barely. <laughs> it, it helps that sometimes she just like leaves them at home and walks around barefoot. Hmm. All right. All right. Properly integrating yourself into the hippie lifestyle. I mean, not a lot of shampoo and conditioner to use around here. But hey, you've been saying all along that Roxanne's hair is a bit of a rat's nest. 
is it time for short hair Roxanne arc? <laughs> yeah, actually, okay. That's part of it. Roxanne, uh, you know, one day, not not with one of, like, Grant's knives or something, because that seems exceedingly dangerous, but... Yeah, don't do that. But just takes, like, uh, like a tool kind of knife. Actually, she probably got a knife or something in one of her pot, one of her hammer spaces, shitty as it is, and just, like, bundles all her hair up into a... into, like, a ponytail, like a handful, and just cuts it off. Sick, sick of dealing with it. Valid. I have done that myself, IRL. I have had it done to me. My hair doesn't really get long enough for it to be worth it. Alright, and then... Last question. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm going to presume that Steiner is keeping you abreast of the count. Maybe. I mean, let me ask an ape. Hmm? Are you keeping the Harrisons informed of how much time has passed? Uh, seems like a dick move not to. Okay. <laughs> By the way, we're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> promise tomorrow. I prom. I mean, we are getting the hell out of here tomorrow. I think that was the worst German accent we've ever had. <laughs> I hope you all also had the foresight to prefer fake bodies. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So, how do you feel then, Roxanne, knowing that you have about two weeks left here? Oh, really conflicted. Like, as much as I am ready to go home like my actual home and not and like not have to worry about any of this shit I'm gonna miss a lot of these people and it's nice not to have to worry about anything well okay that's maybe improper phrasing it's not it's nice not to have to uh fight for my life on the reg I imagine that can get kind of tiring. It's like a vacation. I just went out into the woods to live in the hippie commune. <laughs> I learned some interesting skills. For instance, how to kill a dragon god. Uh, I mean, theoretically, I knew how to do that. Step one, be another different kind of god. Look, if you just hit something till it dies... That's a pretty universal, uh, universally applicable skill. If you just deal 50 damage to the adamantoise's foot a million times, it will die. Exactly. Like that bit where, theoretically, a bard, a level 20 bard, could kill a ancient red dragon by insulting it enough. Yeah, theoretically. So, Steiner. Agriculture. Agriculture. Uh, same sort of questions here. How, um, how you doing? Like, 
you you have discovered by this point after six months of living in the wilderness that uh, metal fatigue wear and tear is not a thing you need to worry about probably Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're feeling your age or anything but how are you doing well as I stated before in a single word uh I am keeping busy, and since I have introduced textiles, my next project, along with Pedro, uh, my little assistant buddy now, is agriculture. And to that end, we have now located and are producing a stable, stable crop of, um, not even sure what it's called, but it's kind of quite a bit like cassava root. It's not poisonous untreated but it is very bitter so it dull does need to be uh, dried and then ground into a powder that helps and it's not the most you know tasty thing in the world but it's a perfectly fine staple crop it's you know people won't starve and it's something to fall back on also the leaves when steep make a nice drink that uh, actually aids in digestion Right on, right on. So you're... You're feeling pretty good about your time here? All told, then, sounds like? I have fed and clothed these people. I am essentially Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Uh, strange accent robot Jesus. (laughs) There's plenty of food to be found by foraging, but this is like a nice little... Well, we didn't find much today, but hey, we got the root cakes. It's nobody's favorite meal, but we ain't gonna go hungry. Speaking of foraging, how's your uh, how's your time? How has your place in the gathering team been? Pretty good. Um, that's actually, I, I kind of pitched the idea of a staple crop on. My, on the gathering team and we've been as we go out looking for anything that looks suitable and after a month after well not a month we've found whole things and after you know, a month and a half of testing them for you know they be able to get them to reproduce consistently to for taste to not be deadly we finally found a good staple one so we've been doing that. That's been our project. Pedro has been uh, working on irrigation. Right on, right on. So the gathering has gone well. Now that we have like a basic staple crop, we can actually focus some more on like niche things so we can spend more of our time getting the, the uh, leaves that we make the fabric out of, which we should probably name at some point. And uh, more of the medicinal herbs. So we less time having to gather food more time gathering stuff that's actually, you know, for comfort. Medicine, medicinal plants, the aforementioned, you know, plant fibers. More wood to make things out of. Like guitars. <laughs> so it sounds like you've just been very busy for the past five and a half months. Mm-hmm. Is that on purpose? Or is that just how it's worked out? It's just kind of how it's worked out. Like, I was content to just 
go through, you know, emotions of just being in the camp, go forage, not sleep, you know, we do that. And then after Steiner's talk with Adel, it's like, hey, wait, I can like build things. See, I don't have a proper lab, but I can still build things. And so he's just right. been going at that. And, you know, when you don't sleep, you have a lot more free time. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. So, have, uh, I know you don't, like, wear clothes exactly. You had said before that you had a, a big cloak because big robots and big cloaks is just cool. But have you upgraded your style? Well, it keeps the elements off. I mean... I'm still probably wearing the same cloak, uh, assuming it hasn't gotten any big holes in it that I probably just patched them up because I really don't need it. It's more just to keep like the when we're out in the rainforest to keep, you know, the wet out of the joints and all that. And, you know, all the little detritus that would collect and otherwise take me hours to scrape out of there just kind of gets on the cloak instead. And it's way easier to clean that thing help stop some of the reflections of ambient light off of you that might give away your position. Breaks up my shape. You know. It's a useful thing. So how are you feeling at this point? Knowing that you've got about two weeks left here. Uh, two weeks left, I'm starting to come to the realization that we don't really have an exit strategy. I thought we were told that was provided for us. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greta said she would pick you up, but oh. like... Yeah. I think we might have been operating on the assumption that we were just going to bip away, but I'm gradually starting to think, hey, maybe that's not quite true. We just kind of assumed that we might have to do things. We should be maybe considering how we're going to break away from this group. Okay, that's your thoughts, but what are your feelings? <sighs> that's way more complicated. Uh, I mean, um, this. I think maybe Steiner went into this trying not to get attached to these people, knowing that he was just going to have to leave anyway, but that didn't work. And there's a couple of them that he is quite fond of. And I don't know that Steiner is the best at dealing with complex emotions like this. So is this a big trying not to think about it sort of deal? I want to say Steiner is trying to think of how to say goodbye to folks like Kudo without actually saying goodbye to them. Like, how do you tell somebody I'm never going to see you again without actually saying that you're never going to see them because that's going to raise some serious questions. And I think Steiner is musing on that over the last two weeks. Grant. Yes. Unlike the other two, 
your ability to form community is significantly impaired. Correct. How are how is that how are you dealing with that? How are you dealing with there being exactly three people in all of creation right now who can remember your name from minute to minute? I think between the months that we had leading up to the final confrontation with uh, Adel originally and, and the months after where it was just it was just you know a limited amount of people like he's gotten used to it as sad as it is and like he he definitely plans on fixing it or at least as much as he can but he's also gotten used to it and upon that realization Grant kinda hates it and by it I mean like the fact that he's gotten used to it it sucks but what is he gonna do okay so I mean what have you done to try and form community like have you just completely given up on doing that or no I haven't completely given up on it like I still there's a lot of self portraits of me around (laughs) and there's a lot of notes saying hey you met me before this is my deal uh please don't freak out if I come up to you and start acting like like we're friends because to me we probably are but also at the same time it sucks that like he has to constantly refresh people's minds about who he is and like what his deal is so it it's kind of like the situation where Grant has friends but those friends of Grant aren't necessarily friends in return almost immediately okay so what all have you been up to exactly I know that there's the the painting and I assume you've kept up with that I assume that's something you've just been working on to keep busy the whole time yeah Adel's gotten a couple more pictures of like stuff from both the Feywild like the non-proto Feywilds and uh and Earth like Grant painted a bit of the Amazon he did not paint anything like modern buildings because that would just be way too suspicious but uh definitely like some like scenes that from either real life experience from going to on vacations in like West Virginia and also like nature documentaries and stuff that you've seen with like deserts and such uh he's painted Adel a couple of those and been like look this is something I that just popped into my mind um but aside from uh aside from the painting I know there's Avda as well if you've been keeping yes. up with that yes I've been keeping up with that um and I've also been keeping up with learning like just the straight-up language as opposed to having to keep magic up uh, with it. And I imagine by now, Grant is fairly fluent in it. His accent probably sucks, but he definitely can, like, carry a conversation in it now. Yeah, uh, six straight months of immersion 
will uh, will teach you a new language pretty quickly. Yeah. Has there been anything else that you've used to keep it busy? You know what? Uh, Grant's super interested in like Diesel's magic tattoos? Question mark? Like the the whatever's going on in that? So like he'd be like researching that a little bit as well, not like experimenting it with with it or anything, but just like trying to talk to Diesel about it and seeing like what he remembers about them and like what they can do and like on his own going like into practical applications of that. Ever the student of magic, Grant can't resist poking at a new thing. Magic is cool. There's a reason I became a wizard, and that's because magic is cool. Well, no, it was because you would just quit your job at Walgreens and have nowhere else to go. <laughs> Shush. Magic is cool. End of discussion. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, speaking of Adel, how's that going? I like to think it it's a better version of more of the same of our last big conversation where we're talking, we get a really good rhythm going, and then they say something that reminds me of like the time we had to fight to the death, and it's like, oh, right. This is awkward now. Bye. That's just been kind of the cadence the whole time. I think the like last two or three three conversations like has not ended like, completely awkwardly about a reminder about hey this is how i'm going to like become an even better fighter uh but yeah for most of this uh for most of the six months it was um it's like hey we're getting along r- really well oh no that's right i had to kill you so how do you feel about all that how do you feel about the fact that you apparently get along with Adol pretty well, all told? Considering Grant was the one who was most gung-ho about killing them, the realization that they are now friends is super weird, and just, like, when he realizes it, he has to, like, sit down for a minute and be like, Oh. Huh. Well, shit. This better work, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring myself to kill you a second time. Oh, he'll do it. He'll just feel bad about it this time. There's seven billion lives on the line. That's 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 a pretty good motivator. And then, last question. No, two more. Second to last question. What are you wearing nowadays, Grant? Cloth exists. Cloth exists. I'm wearing stuff that it looks pretty simple because like wearing fancy stuff that people will remember just straight up not work and just be pointless so it's fairly simple but it covers most of uh grant so it's um so it's like basically from the neck down he's just like covered in cloth it doesn't i i imagine steiner is or whoever is doing this is good enough to make it breathe a little bit, so it's not completely sweltering in the jungle. But at the same time, like, he does not want people to see the tattoos, even though they won't remember them. Um, 
and stuff like that. And uh, the, the mask is still there. The mask in Grant's spare time has managed to get like all sorts of like painted decorations on there. Just like simple like patterns and markings and such. But it looks a lot better now than it did when it was just like, hey, here's a chunk of tree that I carved eye holes out. All right. All right. And, uh, last question for real now. You're leaving, theoretically, in about two weeks. How do you feel about that? It's one of those things where Grant is going to miss it when it's gone, knowing that he can never come back to it ever again. But also... He's looking forward to going home. And by home, I just mean Earth in general, a a place that he recognizes, he knows how it works. There's buildings, there's air conditioning. There's a sun in the sky and it goes away and then comes back with like a regular frequency. Yeah, that's great, I missed that. Let me tell you, the novelty of a, of a sun that never sets we- really wears off after the first month or so. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I have a thing I also wanted to say. Yes, of course. Just like as a thing Roxanne is doing. Mm-hmm. Fucked up gremlin idea Roxanne has. You know that chunk of mithril that we all got? Yes. I feel like Roxanne might have, like, knowing that it's going to be several mm, millennia until she ever has a chance to see if any of these folks are still around, and do Faye even die of old age? Who knows? Roxanne has, like, borrowed Grant's knife if, if he lets her. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. To, like, carve out little beads of mithril and sew it into, like, bracelets that she carved. Uh, she might, she might, like, literally be making, uh, friendship bracelets that are (laughs) low-key enchanted (laughs) to give to some of the people that she really likes. Just as a... I want you to be safe, and I'm going to have to leave. Measure. Okay. And that's down okay. to your children, if you have any. <laughs> that's very sweet. There's secret message on, messages on all of them. Mine just has a picture of a guy who has a penis coming out of his anus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Colin. <laughs> a little boar. That's adorable. So, right around this time, close to the five and a half month mark, something happens up in the sky that has not happened up to this point, at least as far as the three of you are aware. Adel, 
fighting as always. Finishes off their opponent as always. This particular fight has worn on for six, maybe seven sleeps by this point. You all missed the moment that it started, so you don't exactly know, but it comes to, as always, a sudden and violent end as Adol shell cast off sweeps upward and their opponent's body flies up and then there's a emotion you can't quite read from Adel's hands and their opponent's body is shredded into thousands of pieces that scatter to the wind. And then the seconds tick by quietly, nothing happens. And then Adel sways in the air and seems to fall backwards and then vanishes mid-fall. Oh, are they finally switching? Is that normal? That happened? And then Adel, the one you all have been spending time with, talking to, comes up out of their tent into the middle of camp, stares at that spot in the sky. Not quite impassively, there, there's some intensity to their face, but they they don't look worried or anything. Okay. If they are not worried, I'm not worried. <laughs> Same. And then you all hear a set of footsteps coming into camp. They're heavier, more labored, slower than any that you recognize. As you all turn to look, you swear he just left, but here he is again. It's Adel, shell cast off, walking on the ground into camp. But they don't look quite right. Their, uh, their spine is bent, their shoulders are a little hunched up. They have their right arm wrapped around their midsection. The waves of blue and gold energy rolling off of them flicker sporadically. The, the, the relatively featureless, like, plain white body underneath all of that appears cracked in places, smashed, and they come to a stop just standing there, and they lock eyes with themselves. The eight hole fully recovered all their strength about them and this one apparently grievously wounded they just make eye contact for a long minute and then the shell comes back onto the one that just showed up and wow if you couldn't read the injury in the true form it is grotesquely apparent 
in their more elven form. They are missing several fingers on one arm. They are missing their left leg from the knee down. One of their eyes has been completely gouged out. They have wings now. One of them appears to have just been torn in half at the elbow joint, and the other seems to have been rotated at least five times, judging by the number of twists in it. They are dripping blood all over the ground. You can see that the wound that they were covering with the arm wrapped around their midsection, you could fit both of your fists inside of it. Grant and Roxanne. Hmm. They stay there, still making eye contact with their past self. And then they sway a little bit and fall onto their back with a great thud. Well, good news. We've invented bandages. <laughs> and there is barely a moment to take it in before there's just this repeated clacking of what sounds like a pair of rocks being banged against each other. And for those of you who are able to rip your eyes away from Adel having the hell beat from them, it's Avda with precisely that two large rocks in their hands just banging them together and Malfa is standing next to them they have Roxanne just a belt of all of the best shit like you know that Malfa has this not secret stash exactly but this like the rainy day fund yeah this collection of bottles and bags that's like this is for later we don't touch this that's around their waist now and they put their one arm to cup their mouth and holler out all right everybody we know what to do now let's get to work and whatever the inverse of vultures are descend upon the wounded adel on mass and begin applying healing spells and ointments and powders, trying to stabilize their champion. What do any of you do? I'm going to do something stupid. Okay. I would like to lay on hands. Okay. No. What are you trying to fix? Um, what looks the worst? Oh, I mean, there's all kinds of things. There's that huge-ass fucking hole in their flank. There's the missing eye. There's the missing leg. N nothing is good here. The torso hole sounds the most fatal of all of those. Fatal for Adel. Sorry, I needed to get that off, out of my system. Um, you know, I was gonna say, can I roll something to like figure out where my where I am best? 
like where my uh, efforts would be best used. But uh, no, I, I I know where my efforts are best used. I'm gonna go for the hole in Adel's side. Okay. <laughs> There's a very concerning okay. I just I know what happens if you roll a partial success on this move. You die. Just won't roll a partial success then. You'll just succeed fully. Just even though I know in my head that I have to roll cool, I always have to double check that it's cool that I'm rolling. <sighs> Time to be cool. I rolled a fucking 12. There you go. <laughs> yes. You did it. You just succeeded. Like you said you were going to. I just didn't fuck up the roll. <laughs> it was real easy. You just rolled uh, two sixes. You just two rolled fives. good just rolled instead fives. of bad. Yeah. Perfect. If God wanted to send me to hell, I simply wouldn't go. What's he going to do? Send me to hell? I'm already not going. Perfect. Beautiful. Iconic. Resplendent. Stride over with all the confidence in the world, kneel down next to Adel, lay your hands upon the gaping wound in their side, channel your power and intent into your hands and then into them, and it all just knits back together, new flesh forming faster than it should be possible even for a titan like Adel. And I'm just hoping nobody is paying attention to me doing this. <laughs> oh no, they're all staring directly at you. Everyone's just like, hey, what the fuck? How long have you been able to do that? This is the part where I go, I've always been able to do that. It's just incredibly dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Are you actively trying to keep this hidden? No, honestly. No, I'm just trying to fix I'm trying to, you know, uh, not cause a time paradox by having Adel die. Okay, okay. I am sort of, like, hunched over what I'm doing a little bit. But, whatever. It's not like I can keep it a secret that there's t the hole is gone now. Yeah, like, no matter how well there you hide it, people here. are definitely oh, no. going to notice the incongruity of the most massive and terrifying wound is just gone and fine and it's nobody's done anything to it so that's weird hey didn't they have a big chunk of them gone yeah i found it y you what <laughs> i found the chunk i just just put it back in it's fine i just slam dunked it right in there look i've been learning auto sewing i just sewed it back together <laughs> it just snapped in place like a puzzle People are definitely going to notice, but everybody is in triage mode, so nobody is going to call you on it for the time being. Grant? Steiner? I mean, I have medical knowledge, but that's based on, like, people and not god beings. I mean, there are more minor things you could help with, in addition to all the major things that I outlined, Adel is covered in lacerations that could also, be helped with. Problem on me having a first aid kit, which I don't think I have anymore. You don't have a modern first aid kit, but you do have access to two doctors, 
who have all kinds of equipment. I feel like, uh, and you know, this is obviously up to you being your character. I feel like, you know, what with your whole like textile mill or whatever, and being and being the kind of person who goes out on these trips, wouldn't Steiner have made like a personal first aid kit for that kind of shit? Yeah, I don't have like fancy stuff, but I can probably staunch some bleeding. Which, speaking of, that leg probably needs to be turned to get turned to get on that fucking leg so it, you know, doesn't let all the blood out. Yeah, probably. All right, uh, I will also do a first aid. I will try to staunch the bleeding on the leg until such time as can heal to the point. Real cool. Roll medic. Hey. Hey, good roll. That's an 11. It'll it'll get to heal two points, and they're no longer unstable. (laughs) Don't worry, I already fixed that part. Uh, hey, you know, there were multiple awful points where Adel could be profusely bleeding from. Two of them are handled now. And definitely... Over, twist the arm back around. My job's done. <laughs> Grant, you've been fucking learning from Avda this whole time. Yeah, I was just about to say, um, like, what are the wounds that are still, like, Big and bad? Did we get? They're missing several fingers on one hand. One of their eyes has been gouged out, and their wings are fucked. I don't think Grant would be confident enough in his abilities to fix the wings, but we can at least probably help get the process of the fingers and eyes uh, regrowing a little faster. Uh, with some magic-y magic. That's the thing. Alright, well pick one of those and okay, tell me what one. you're doing. Mm, I feel like... I'm gonna leave this up to chance. On, on a one, I fix the eyes. On two, I fix the fingers. Or at least the... Okay, I'm gonna go for the uh, missing eye. And I'm basically just going to be uh, using the, the, the basic magic effect of just, like healing a harm uh heal one harm from an injury or cure disease or neutralize the poison it's like i've been being taught on how to do that better um so is there any way i can like apply a plus one to the role for that yeah i'll allow that okay time to apply all the things that avda has given you a nine um so there's a glitch i'll you know what taking a harm probably doesn't isn't going to be very narratively interesting. Uh, none of them seem very narratively interesting, except maybe problematic side effect. Let's go with problematic side effect. Cause that's the most narratively interesting one for me at the moment. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is, this is going to be something. All right. <laughs> I go blind for a little bit. No, you're not going to go blind for a little bit. You're going to go blind See, forever. Here, here, here's what happens: is you you remember what I told you about like the the core ethos of of Avda's healing magic versus your own. Yes. Right. Yes. And and you've been learning from Avda, so you've been picking it up. So you're not just trying to like dump tons of life energy directly into Adel's skull to 
bring the eye back. You have this idea in your head of like what Adel's eye looks like, and you are trying to coax the body into reassuming that shape. But you know, with with everything going on and with the the still like conflicting images of Adel that you have in your head, you can't quite hold a steady image. And the eye that you regenerate is the wrong color. Tell me what color it is, Grant. Oh, okay. Uh, what color are they naturally? Pretty sure I've said Adel has like piercing okay. blue eyes. Let's go with like straight up bright neon green <laughs> All to right. contrast the striking blue. But uh, you do, despite that unintentional modification, successfully regenerate Adel's eye. And then once those three, like, the worst things are handled, you can assist with everybody else. You know, there are people who are sewing the deeper lacerations shut. There are people who are doing what they can for the wings. Like, this is very un-elven biology, and so they are not quite sure what to do. There, there's nobody in camp who, like, keeps pets, so nobody exactly knows what to do about fixing broken wings. They're, they're just doing their best. But you all are able to spend... Honestly, this is probably going to go on for a couple of hours, just stabilizing them. Are you all going to stick around through the whole thing? Yeah, sure. I mean, I get my hands as dirty as I can slash need to. They're my buddy now. I'm going to stick around until I'm forcibly evicted. Uh, yeah, it's I. I'm there until I stop having things I can do, or until things are so stabilized that more hands is like less right. useful. Right. Yeah. There's there's obviously a limit, but either way, like I will stick around for as long as I am useful. Okay. So that the hours tick by, and for the two of you that can feel fatigue, you do start to feel it eventually, but you get Adel stabilized enough that you are done and you just need to let natural healing processes do their job. And also, like, you need to recover so you can work on further regeneration, so you're done for the day. Go do something else. And the whole time this is happening, just out of the corner of your eye, the Adel you've been with this whole time has just been nearby. They haven't been watching you all work exactly. It's more like they just want to be close to this whole process. Their attention is like all over the place. Their head is on a swivel. You come to realize. And that doesn't stop after Malpha gets everybody to clear off. Except for 
some of the uh, the stronger medics who can get the wounded Adel into Adel's tent. So what now? Well, that was terrifying. Hmm. I just, like, leave to go get some sleep. Because I'm exhausted. I'm 90% certain someone is going to try and stop me to talk to me, but whatever, I'm going to sleep. Not at this moment, no. Cool. I don't know, they... Probably bring them some water, some food, if they think they can keep it down. Who, the wounded one? They... Daedal, yeah. Lost a lot of blood. Need to build that back up. They have lost a lot of blood. They have also had a lot of fluids of various medicinal properties poured down their throat over the past couple of hours. So they probably have a full stomach at this point. Oh, you know what? Hmm. That's a good idea, though. Like, uh, getting food for, like, the... Not, not even just Adel, just, like, for the medics and healers just like they are going to need to eat at some point yeah right it isn't just you three that are being told to get lost it's only like it's everybody except for like four people who are carrying Adol bodily into their tent to start sleeping well were I an Asimov robot I would go get lost but I'm not that literal, so I'll just head back to my tent. Alright. Yes, going back to the tent sounds like the correct thing to do here. Let the people who are experienced in this do their job. Okay. People who know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. I'm, uh, I think I'm gonna jump about seven sleeps at this point. Unless there's something pressing you all want to get into. Nope. Can't think One of anything. week later. Yeah, I mean, the, the next week, it, you all are, to whatever extent you would like to be, allowed to be in and out of Adel's tent to assist with the, the ongoing, like, first stages of recovery. Adel is just asleep for basically the entire time. Yeah. Some of the regeneration seems to just be happening naturally. Like, somebody else handled the destroyed fingers, but the wings are kind of knitting themselves back together just a little bit. The missing leg is, like, slowly regrowing over time. It's really unpleasant to look at. (laughs) It happens bone first. It's really gross. <laughs> it's like it's like watching someone eat a ham in reverse. <laughs> God, I hate that imagery. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but at the end of about a seven sleep span. The, the wounded Adol, still busted up, still very obviously exhausted, and probably has some internal injuries that are 
working through recovery with the aid of all of the medicinal fluids they swallowed, comes out of their tent under their own power. Here he goes, hey! Norm! Norm! (laughs) That's the vibe I was going for. (laughs) How are you all doing at this point? By your count, you have one week left, and there's two Adels in camp now. Well, I mean, there are always two Adels. Right, but one's been up in the sky, inaccessible the whole time. I think that if we had more time, now that we have agriculture, I could start brewing alcohol. Like, to the extent that I don't, that I can without bothering the not fucked up Adel, I do just like pepper them with some questions like, so does this mean that you're going to have to go up there now? Yes, as soon as they motion at their other self who is wandering around, I am able to guard the camp from down here. I will be going up there. Although I do believe that at this point it will be slightly more complicated than that. Cannot sense anyone, any opponents for a great distance, which I believe means that it is time to move camp again. You've moved camp before? Yes. The threats of the world are not always content to come to me, so we must go to them. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Soon. Believe another sleep or two, and we will begin tearing it all down. I guess I'll get my things in order. I will be with all of you the entire time from above and they will be here on the ground with all of you so you need not fear for your safety Hmm. I didn't think you'd do something that would intentionally put anyone else in danger so I appreciate the uh, affirmation though whatever the word I want to say is I give you an easy smile The others who have done this before will help you with the packing. But again, you have a few more sleeps before we depart. Do not need to worry yourself in advance. Mm. I just like to be, uh, I like to get things done when they need to be done rather than uh, waiting to the last minute. A fair philosophy. I need to go see, I'm going to go see where Lindsay is. Good luck uh, with your vigil. I hope, I hope you don't have to see anything. Thank you. It's 
Speaking of Lindsay, what are you doing? Um, Lindsay. I mean, I was mostly also waiting for Adol to head on out, but if uh, so, I actually honestly would not be too far away, so it wouldn't be too hard to find me. Grant's just standing there 20 paces away, like rocking on his feet in a very I'm waiting for my turn to talk to teacher <laughs> kind of pose. It's, it's more like uh, when when Roxanne says I need to go find Lindsay, uh, Grant will go, will go, it's gonna be a little hard to find him, I guess. Yeah, they're very stealthy. Where could they be? (laughs) (sighs) Well, I guess you heard all that then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we're moving on. That sounds weird, but it makes sense. We have to at some point. What did you get here? If I don't move, I kind of just blend into the background. We've covered you're, this. You're, you're fucking telling me you do. Jesus. You know. So Steiner's probably gotten really good at stealth. What with all <laughs> of the missions out lately. The poncho helps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, remind me next time to make it in some very bright colors and put a bell on you. We don't have metal work or dyes. That didn't stop me. I think it actually would. Unless you asked me to invent metalwork and dying. In which case, then you could do those things. And I would probably go ahead and do them, even though I, I know exactly what you would use them for. Yeah, you can't resist the fucking challenge, man. I must create. Still, though, this does give us a rather interesting opportunity. In that it should be... Well, no. I need to say we're moving in just um, one sleep. We're not quite done. Otherwise, we could just easily slip away during the move, I think. But unfortunately, I don't. Unfortunately, that does not seem to be the case. Yeah, you've all got seven days, presumably, by your count before Greta comes and gets you. Uh, Steiner, you know that you're timer is a little bit off because you did have that spell where you were just like knocked out completely non-functional by the overload but yeah by your count you you should have about seven sleeps and Adel says it'll be like two or so before y'all start packing up to head out well that's dead I Assume the trip takes more than just one day as well, so... Huh? If we're still on the move, when time is up, then that's an easy escape. I mean, Lindsay, you can just walk off and I don't think anyone will even realize you're gone. Aside from us. That's really mean! Idlewood! Yes. It's, it's true, though. Like, you know it's true. That's so brutal, though. Steiner, I'm sure, did not mean it like that. Well, yes and no. See, my thinking is that if oh, okay. Lindsay simply disappears and 
Yes. There would be people that insist on coming. And that puts us in an awkward situation. Fair enough. I don't think there is a clean break for us. There's no way we can do this without... I mean... If we can just say what we think, I don't know. Hmm. We really should have put more thought in this, into this than not at all. Well, we've got a week to figure it out. We had six months, and then, like, that was six months ago, and we were like, yeah, we have six months! And then, man, six months goes fast. Yes, time makes fools of us all. Hmm. I just, like, now realize that I think I've been having Steiner do, like, size and things, and I don't have lungs. It's an affect. It's, uh, there's like a little pneumatic thing inside you that just releases air. There's just a couple balloons in there. <laughs> we have yet to discover Steiner's whoopee cushion option. Just a series of pressurized tubes in your chest. They do nothing but allow you to sigh in order and to laugh. In order to help deal with any dysmorphia. <laughs> they're, for, they're there for two things. Sighing and laughing. <laughs> so, uh, true to their word, about two sleeps later, the adult that you have spent all of this time with sort of pulls everybody in. Like, they, they call everybody to the, the big bonfire in the middle of camp. The big communal eating area. And they, just like the time with the god of dragons, they float above the campfire, hover in place, turn to look at all of you equally. Another season has come and gone. And this one has also brought an end to our time here. There are no more thinking opponents here in these lands. So, as we have before, it is time for us to move on. 
those of you who are new will be shown how to pack your things and given aid in doing so. Those of you who have been here, I am counting on you to guide the newcomers. As always, I shall remain in the skies above you, and I, motioning at the recovering Adel on the ground who looks better by inches every single sleep, will be here on the ground to guard you yet further. And I thank all of you for your your patience and your belief and your willingness to indulge the thoroughness and ferocity of my campaign. I know there are those among you who find travel difficult. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for traveling with me regardless. And then they straighten up to their full height. They pull their hands in a little bit and you all start to feel just involuntarily a bit of tension in your chest as you expect Adel to throw their shell off, become their full self just right here in front of you again. The power pulls in and in and then flows out gently. And you realize Adel is looking directly at the three of you. They kind of shake their head a little bit. They fly up higher and higher and higher into the sky to the point of where they become a little bit indistinct. And then their shell falls off and they are their full true self again. And then Wydok, the quartermaster, sort of steps in front of the bonfire, sort of into where Adel just was, claps their hands together. You heard them, everyone. Let's start getting all this packed up. And so it goes. The three of you... Yeah, I'm gonna say Wydok in particular helps the three of you out. Shows you the best way to tear down your tent, get it all rolled up. Uh, Figures out... Not exactly like a full-scale guitar case for you, Roxanne. But, uh... Like, it gets, gets something together so that you can, like, sling it over a shoulder. And mm-hmm. could have your hands free while carrying it. You figure out some way to disassemble, unpack these looms up. Yeah, that's what, actually what I was about to get to. Steiner, there, there is, like, considerable discussion. You and Hedro and the the other people who have like come in to help work and maintain the looms there's discussion as to like what do we do with these cuz i i don't think you made them with this in mind yeah unless 
unless Hedro like gave me that on the download during a non, uh, you know, when this during when the little sessions were just hand waving it. No, they seem like just as surprised and consternated by this as you do. Like, okay, so they and, and you can ask, you know, has this ever happened before while you were here? And they say no, but they knew it was a thing that happened. It just never occurred to them that this might be an issue. <laughs> Time to invent the wheel. The wheel. Just push it along. Here, let's see. I think if we break this, and then we, that's easy enough to just replace and remake it later. Then we can kind of fold them. They're still going to be kind of bulky, but it'll be easier to transport them. Mm. I hate to say it, but wouldn't it just be easier to cut all of these ties? I, I think those would be easier to replace than anything else, and if we disassemble some of it, it's just it's ironing out any quirks. We'll just have to work on straightening it once we reset it back up. I don't want to go that route, but I think you are correct. It's going to be the easiest way to transport them. Right. Well, let's get started then. Um, we wanted to make sure to keep each one separate from the other so the parts don't get mixed together. It's going to be a whole mess, so we'll take one apart, bind all of it together, and then work on another one, and we'll just keep going until they're all disassembled. And so you do the... The ties that you wind up cutting apart get re-soaked in water to soften them up and then re-tied and are made the bindings that you will keep all of the pieces of the looms together with. Wrap each individual loom in cloth, keep it, you know, separate from the others and load it into however the hell we're transporting stuff. There's, a. Uh, there aren't any carts or anything. There are definitely people who are stronger than others and are able to just carry more on their backs than anybody else. Should have made the wheel. Grant, what about you? What are you, uh, aside from just like your own tent and whatever like personal property you have, are you like specifically involving yourself in the teardown process. I will help my art buddies, like, pack up their materials in a... Uh, so that way they don't have to spend the entire day doing that and have to worry about their tents later. Because I'm sure their tent situation is weird and complicated to put down in the best of times. You, um, you quickly realize that, like, the, the, not discussion, they are purposefully avoiding the topic, you can tell. 
they're not sure how they're going to bring all of their works with them, or if they're even going to do that at all. Because, like, Calce has painted dozens of pieces, Dora has drawn more sketches than you care to count, and also you've learned over the past few months that they are something of a poet, and so their work just consists of reams and reams of paper, and Ikor is a sculptor, and some of their sculptures are as tall as they are. Is it time to invent the rudim- a very rudimentary book for at least the paper stuff? <laughs> time to invent the camera. <laughs> no. It's, uh, I'm thinking more along the lines of, like, a binder, so that way they can, like, carry the paper bits around. That's, like... The stat... Like, the... The sculptures, I can't think of anything that I could help with that, but, like, the paper and the, um, and the paintings, like, we can at least create, like, a folder so that way they can put those in there and, like, carry them them around in bulk without having to worry about them scattering, uh, so I will help them with that and then see if... Anybody can... Well, hmm. Like I said, the, sculpt- the sculptures are... going to be an issue. Uh... I honestly don't know what to do about those. Well, for now, how about you roll brains for me to see how well you can assemble some sort of portfolio. Brain power. Brain power! I got ten. Ten brain power. Yeah, it's, uh, you you know that your sister and one other elf somewhere here in camp have journals. So you know that, like, at least in some form, book making exists. So you can get tips from the two of them on, like, how to bind large amounts of parchment together. Excellent. So I can at least help those two. Uh, for the sculptures, I like. I honestly don't have any fucking clue on how to fix that. That's a that is beyond my wheelhouse. Short of asking Steiner to once again invent the wheel, which we probably should have done that before we started inventing agriculture. But you know, why? <laughs> It's a... The, the three of you, you, Calce, and Dora, are, like, standing in a little group just regarding all of the sculptures that Ikor has made over the past months. And by the way, you, you have figured out by this point, like, what the deal is mm-hmm. with what they make, with what Ikor sculpts. Because they're blind, they don't go for things that are, like, meant to be visually interesting. They are a tactile sculptor. Okay. The point of what they do, what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to appreciate it, is you, like, walk up to it, close your eyes, and just run your hands over it. Right. 
and there's different tactile feelings. You know, there's different textures and bumps and grooves and waves that have been cut into it that, you know, sometimes they tell a story, sometimes they convey a mood. It's taken you a while to, like, get it, because it's very abstract and high concept and not at all, like, the, the kind of, like, straightforward visual experience that you are used to. Right. But you have a grasp on it at this point. And so all of these abstract blobs of touch sensation just all around this tent. You're all trying to figure out what to do. And it's Ikor who first suggests I suppose we could just leave them here. You sure about that? I... It would only be weighing everybody down, carrying these things that only the four of us really care about. And who knows, maybe somebody else will come through here looking for us and find them. Alright, if, uh, if that's how you feel, then I mean... It sucks, because I I do think they're pretty neat, but on the other hand, yeah, you are right, we, uh, we shouldn't, like, worry about it weighing everything down. It is not as though I am going to lose my hands and be unable to make more. That is true. And, uh... You can very easily read from their body language that this is not something they are pleased to be saying. Yeah. I... I can definitely get that. The, uh, the other two... go over to Icor and... they touch their foreheads together, which... By this point, Grant, even as socially maladjusted as you are, you've figured out by this point, that's like the equivalent of kissing here. Yeah, I figured that out. Like, I, out of character, figured that out a while ago, so I'm pretty sure Grant, in character, would have figured that out, too. I'm like, I core starts crying. I'll, uh, I'll go up to them and I'll just, like, rub their back comfortingly. Four of you can get it figured out. So, in the midst of all this packing up, just out of curiosity, could everybody give me a sharp roll? Okay, dokely. You know, I was about to like try slash roll sharp. Well, <laughs> see. How Do I mark works. experience for this? <laughs> nah. Okay, I figured as much. I figured as much. I just thought I should ask. 
Grant, you miss this entirely, but Steiner and Roxanne, I guess because you have uh, less emotionally charged things to deal with during teardown. I'm digging up some of the not cassava roots to pack away. So the the Adel down here that's in recovery, they it's it's not like they're quiet and reclusive or anything. They are still Adel, just like from some number of months or years or decades maybe in the future. Uh, they're still very much like themselves. They're going around talking to people, helping as they can. The two of you notice that like. Every time their gaze finds one of the three of you, it lingers in kind of a weird way. They they know something's up. They're just like, hmm, I wonder where they ended up going, because I know they're gone. Oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> so it's just a, a thing to keep in the back of your mind for a while. Teardown completes. There's a there's a couple of things of note. Any of the Fey here who like are disabled in a way that prohibits walking. They have, like, the adult version of those backpacks that, like, little children can sit in. And they, like... It's not quite a papoose because it's not, like, binding. It's it's closer to a chair that, like, Um, somebody else wears on their back. Okay, I get it. Those are things that existed, yeah. And, uh... You know, the, the, the people who are, you know, like i blind, they are, you know, s- specific setups are done for them where, like, they always have somebody, like, within touch distance who can keep them on track. Uh, people who might have, um, like, stamina issues are, uh, you know, assigned partners who would be strong enough to carry them if necessary. Uh, Steiner in particular, there's kind of a weird scene that involving one Fae that only you have encountered so far. Uh, You you remember when the the, the issue, the, the incident with the parasite. Yep. And when you needed to get... Ah, that that one a a broken heart Adel took the three of you to a sleeping drow that one isn't woken up they are kept asleep they're they're put on something in the middle of a stretcher and a palanquin and they are hoisted up on the shoulders of four Fey, and are carried like that. 
Well, I'm already carrying like four looms and a basket full of not Sava. I mean, I can offer to help, though. No, your, your, your assistance is not required on this one. The people who are doing it seem to have it well in hand. I'm just calling attention to it because it's, it's this thing like only you have any sort of relationship with. Okay. And then the day comes. By your count, you've got about four days. Three and a half, maybe. Until Greta calls you for pickup. When everybody has fully torn camp down, doused all of the fires, broken everything that was never meant to be taken, and everybody is ready to go. And Adol above and below start walking in a distance that is uh, sort of in the direction of the still present corpse of the god of dragons. That's still there, by the way. Yeah, there's much. How's that smell? <laughs> Uh, you don't know. If it stinks, it hasn't wafted over in this direction yet. Is there anything that could consume the corpse of a dragon? Nope. <laughs> At least not as far as we are aware of. If so, then it probably doesn't smell. I mean, it probably has, like, parasites of some sort. Does it? Probably just mummifies. I mean, its outermost scales are going to be, question mark, the hardest things in existence, but the flesh underneath is presumably just, like, advanced dragon flesh. Delicious. Advanced, advanced Dungeons and Dragon flesh. <laughs> advanced Dragon flesh is, my, uh, is the name of my Dragon Force cover band. I knew you were going to second fucking say that. I was going to go with Dildo Company. <laughs> Shit. But you are all heading sort of in the direction of that mountain range. And of note, it's the Adel on the ground who is like in the lead. The one in the sky is behind and is following your procession. Presumably they've already gone this way. Yeah, the one on the ground has made this journey before. Bootstrap paradox, yada yada. So, it, uh... It's a trek. The Adel up in the sky is not always present. They... Uh, what, you know, I, I wouldn't say frequently, but it's often enough that it ceases to become a... It, it stops being a surprise after a while. They keep disappearing from above you and then reappearing probably handling animals of some kind that are heading towards your pack. And those animals experience the most regret. Which, I, I know it's been a while since I gave a number, but uh, you all n number in, like, the low 200s. And 
it's it's going to be you know a, a journey that is it, it it introduces a rhythm to all of your lives that you haven't quite had like you have had the the normal like biological rhythm of wake up do things fall asleep but your wake up times and your fall asleep times are not entirely dictated by your own will and your own body's needs at this point because now everybody's movement is dependent on everybody else's movement so a, a kind of average is worked out and it becomes a little bit I don't want to say rigid but maybe rote is a better word within the course of like the first two days and the the adel on the ground is you know while they do keep the same heading they are not in the front of the pack always they are sort of flowing through the entire length of the crowd talking to everybody making sure everybody's fine occasionally getting medical checkups from Malfa or Avda or somebody else just can help with that. How are the three of you doing? Well, I have infinite stamina, so I'm dandy. Grant used to walk in New York City. He's doing fine. Hey, I'm from New York. This hey, is I'm walking hey, here. I'm walking here. <laughs> hey, I'm been walking here. I've been walking there. I've been walking everywhere. You don't know what it's like in this in New York. I. <laughs> I have nowhere to go with this bit, so I'm just gonna keep walking. Yeah. Where I come from, we walk everywhere. Except when we ride the stuff. these fancy flying men <laughs> okay. in the sky. <laughs> Let's like, Alright, folks. When you think your wildlife is bad, you ain't seen all rats. <laughs> See, Grant, you, you say that, but New York City is paved, and you have rubber-soled sneakers, and the ground is relatively flat and everything's in straight lines you are in like active wilderness out here that is fair that is i've done part of the appalachian trail never the whole thing but i've done part of the appalachian trail and buddy but so has grant also i don't think i don't think uh i don't think the feywilds have a, a a subway system how do you know how do you know? I'll get maybe on that. It just maybe it just never came up. Real subway system. Easy. <laughs> DM Fiat, I'm declaring it doesn't exist. Damn, okay. Checkmate, liberals. <laughs> Subwaitle. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, me too. Amelia? Um. Like. I think I'm doing decently. It's it's winding me that like I get I imagine there are space for the occasional break, even when it's not just like, hey, everybody, we're, we're putting down and going to fuck to sleep. So it's just like she's hanging in there and uh, I make time while we're walking to sort of like find people that I know and just be like, hey, how's it going? I would like to talk while we walk walk while we talk. Yeah. yeah also, yeah, I, yeah. I make an effort to, like, deliver those bracelets that I made. Right on. 
several of your musician buddies are figuring out how to walk and play at the same time. And I just go, I know you're excited, but you're going to be really, really upset with yourself if you drop that thing and break it. Maybe just wait till we stop and play on your brakes. Not that you're speaking from experience or anything, as your eyes dart back and forth. Look, uh, it's going to be really hard to get new strings while we're on the road, so be conservative. I get that you're excited. Uh, speaking of your musician buddies, mm-hmm. Zolf is still a person that exists. Right. Zolf was they, uh, specifically one of the people that I'm giving it that I'm giving one of my uh, little char- uh, protective bracelets to. Charm bracelets. I almost um, said charm bracelets. They are charmed, but they are they do not have charms. They are taking this opportunity to figure out like the first stages of two stick playing on their Kartra. Oh hell yeah. They've uh normally they keep it like on their back, you know, they they have a kind of sling that just keeps it stuck to them. They've turned it around so that it's stuck to their chest instead of their back, and they're like, you know, just doing little experiments. Trying to figure out, like, okay, how does it sound when I do this? How does it sound when I do this? Just, like, little bits. Uh, they'll, they'll play uh, a, a chord here, a chord there, and just, like, make little mental notes to themselves. Hmm. Yeah. So just, like, one time, one once while they're playing, and I'm just, like, walking along listening, and I just go, Oh, hey, by the way, uh, I kind of picked this habit up from some people I used to travel with, and, uh, here, I made a traveling bracelet. It's supposed to be, you know, good luck while traveling. Oh. Oh, thank you. It's lovely. Thanks. Well, uh, they'll put their sticks in their mouth, chomp down on it, and get the bracelet on, pull them out. Yeah, I made it with, uh, it's supposed to, you know, be good luck while you're traveling, so I figure yes, I give it to you now, even though we're probably for you say. Well, I appreciate it. Just, um, you know, I thought it would be nice to just say, hey, thanks for being there, being my friend, being my musician buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you for showing up and being for a long time the only other person I'd ever met who does this kind of thing. Ah, no problem. It's... I just do what comes naturally. Roxanne has to try very hard not to cry at this point. (laughs) Real cool to not cry. Fucking... There you go. Too cool. Depress emotions. Suppress emotions. I rolled a 12 to not cry in front of my friend. <laughs> you just like clench really hard and the tear just goes back in. <laughs> I've seen Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. So, again, Steiner, by your account, the day before Greta is 
supposed to call you. There is a pretty major disturbance in the group. And it takes the form of the Adel up in the sky in their true form, bipping down to ground level. Ah. Uh... And the entire procession comes to a halt. And then, faintly, you can all hear footsteps approaching. You can tell... Interesting. Whatever is coming is bipedal. And there's more than one of them. Weird. Jerks. I want to get a good look. Yeah, same. I'm not gonna like leave the lead the leave the procession, but I am going to like go to I guess wherever the best view is, whether that's the front of the line or whatever. Yeah, I mean you can tell where true form Adel and also regular form Adel are looking, like where they are, where their heads are pointed, and you can maneuver yourselves so that you can look at that part of the forest. And it's a couple of minutes, but two figures do in fact walk out. They oh, are both Fey. One of them is, you know, they're both pretty tall. They're both tall like Adel is tall. We're talking like eight feet minimum on the both of them. They're both pretty dark skinned. One of them is darker than the others. Both dark hair, one of them black, one of them a deep brown that seems to have a bit of like rusty red in it. They both also dress like Adel in that they are just completely shirtless and are wearing skirts of some kind. Although in stark contrast to Adel, whose skirt is, you know, when you first met them here, was made out of like a, a few patches of cloth, but mostly like grass and leather, but has now become cloth now that that's a thing that exists. These ones are wearing like fineries. Like the way the light catches on their skirts, it seems almost silken. And the more that you size them up, the more the similarities between the, these two and Adel become apparent as you start to, like, feel them with your magic senses. These two are of the same make. You can tell that there is something else, something of real power sitting underneath their skin. And in fact, for one of them, the taller but slighter of the two. It isn't entirely contained within them. There's something like something white and silhouetted just keeps like slightly phasing out of their arms. Like they can't keep themselves fully contained. Interesting. The fucking rich kid club. Yeah, fucking nice clothes and shit. They shop at the American Eagle Outfitters and not the Gap. 
<laughs> how's uh how's everyone feeling about the appearance of these two nervous not good that's yeah nervous is a good way of putting it yeah I'm uh unless they like open up with sup bro you missed track mate you gotta stay on guard sup bro you wanna go play volleyball on the beach Check it out. <laughs> We're gonna go play some ultimate frisbee. I was I gonna stole say some beers from my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like, yo, you want to go play some frisbee golf, dude? Anyway, uh, Roxanne is like very nervous. Like an oh shit, are is this gonna be a fight? Kind of nervous. I really hope this just goes normally and they are chill. They are not going to be chill. They're not going to be chill <laughs> at all. And nervousness is definitely the order of the day throughout the procession. You can, All of you can just feel the tension rolling off of all of your compatriots. And... It's Adel in recovery who speaks first. Standing shoulder to shoulder with their true form self, they, uh, they regard the two newcomers. Anos, Orphidae, and the, the one whose form is more stable kind of starts, looks a little bit surprised. You know our names already. We have met. That is shocking to hear, but for one such as yourself, it makes more sense than anything. Then if you have met, you know our reason for being here. I do. And you are welcome to join us, assuming that you understand your place here. We do not intend to exert our power and influence on those who travel with you. No, we are seeking quiet lives. Both of us are quite tired of fighting. As you have said previously, you will be given a place, and you will be expected to contribute as you are able. So long as you do not raise a hand to any here, you are welcome. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, and to all of my new acquaintances, my new traveling companions. It's wonderful to know all of you. I am Orphidae. This is my companion, Anos. We have, perhaps not as all of you have, but we have led lives of necessary violence and hardship. We are tired of it seek uh, 
rest and a quiet life and wish to place our faith in Master Adel. Hey, cat. Mm-hmm. Are they lying? Hmm. Ah. <laughs> uh, you forgot I had that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> also, does one of them have like a hand fetish? Who, Anos? It's just like it's just either of them. I mean, they're seeking a quiet life, so I automatically assume they're. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Oh, so that's their stand that we're seeing. Uh, are they lying? Question for Colin. Okay. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm going to answer Colin's question. I'm going to answer Grant's question. Mm-hmm. So, I'll tell you what's... I'll start by telling you what's true. Okay. Orphidae is being truthful when they say that they have led lives of necessary violence and they are tired of it. Okay. They are being truthful when they say that they wish to place themselves in Adel's hands. Okay. They are not being a bit honest when they say that it is excellent to know all of you. Okay. So, yep, these guys are suspicious as fuck! I'm not gonna say anything around them. Well, I mean, just yet, because that would be stupid. If they're being honest about, like, just wanting to be, like, just chill for a while, and that they're going to behave, but they don't like us, so they're just jerks. That's what they are. They're not evil, they're just jerks. They're not. There is a difference. Basically, these dudes do want a quiet life, quiet life, and I do. And I'm saying dudes in the most gender-neutral way possible. <laughs> uh, they want a quiet life. However, uh, they don't see anyone other than Adel as an equal. Okay, is what I'm guessing yeah. out of this. Spot on. They're the preppy Richner jocks. They're going to get our ski lift resort closed down. Oh, no. Not the ski lift resort. <laughs> We're going to have to fight them in some sort of sport to make sure the community center doesn't get closed down. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Danny DeVito's just buying them out to frack it. Anyways. <laughs> so. You all can tell that, like. Nobody is put at ease at this declaration of, and I, I say this with the slipperiest of water quotes camaraderie from Orphidae, but Adel has said okay and hasn't like immediately leapt into slaughtering these two. So at the very least, you can assume that they're cool for... Uh, the next season. Okay. And as the two of them like walk towards the group, aiming for Adel in particular, not looking to mingle with everybody else, 
Adel in recovery makes very intentional eye contact with you, Lindsay. Okay. I'll... They don't remember you, so I'll need you to stab them in the balls if they fuck up. I'll look Adel in recovery in the eye as well. Preparing contest <sighs> with God. No, no. I want you to roll something to figure out what they're trying to communicate with this glance, but I don't know what. Sharp? I think sharp is the general read a, like, read a thing. Both of the things that use sharp have the word read right in the name, so. Yeah. Right, but also charm is the emotion stat. They had a charm. I know. <laughs> I'm only half joking when I say what I think Adel's trying to get across is, hey, they won't realize you're here, so keep an eye on them. Use those... Use... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh... That's... My read. You know what? Let's do... Let's do an average roll. Roll charm and sharp, and we'll take the average. Okay. Well... Mm. <laughs> Shit! That's a two That's on the chart. The average. Up. How did you do that? I don't snake know. Eyes. <laughs> oh, snake eyes. Yeah, I, I, I said I'm bad at charm. Uh, Lynch two and like a ten three. turns into a six. I'm sorry, you uh, cannot figure out what Adel's trying to stay, say here. Do we have? Okay. Do we have something in my teeth? I, I just I give a little something? shrug and I'm like. I give a little shrug and I'm like, I, I can't, dude. I don't I'm know sorry, I'm sir. Do. I'm very dense. <laughs> I'm very dumb, you see. I was born with a brick in place of my brain. <laughs> Science calls me both a miracle and a tragedy. So then the march resumes as Adel breaks eye contact with you and Adel true form goes back up into the sky. There's yet more walking. The rhythm of the travel is disrupted by these two new arrivals because they have hyper-god stamina, and so when everybody else starts calling for a rest, they verbally state that they can keep going, and why why shouldn't we? We have somewhere we are trying to get to, right? And Adel has to have a very stern conversation with them about the pace of this journey. Dude, guys, 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 you're being total jerks right now. Guys, you are embarrassing me in front of my friends. <laughs> Dudes, you are being exceptionally ableist. <laughs> I thought you guys were cool. Most you need to chill. But the journey does continue regardless. And a few sleeps later, Roxanne, you notice that uh, in like the, the waistband, of Grant's pants, there is a piece of paper, like 
2012 white printer paper. I, as nonchalantly as possible, like, sling my arm over Grant just to be like, how are you doing, hey, Lindsay? And I just snatch it out of out of Grant's waistband. It's like, uh, I'm doing fine, I guess. Thank you. I unfold the paper in a way so that you can tell that there is a paper, that I have oh, a paper. okay. Alright, I, I'll, uh, I'll just go... Grant Harrison, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> it's like, that's, it was weird, though. Like, Weren't you a fucking detective? <laughs> anyway. Is this the day? Is this the day we leave? So, it is very, it is the same very neat and tidy penmanship that it, it is so regular, it looks printed, but you can tell that it is handwritten that you got when you first arrived here in the primordial wilds telling you to head for the eye of the storm. The message says, We have reached the decoupling threshold. Destroy this note when you are ready to leave. Destroy it when we're ready to leave. Okay. Give Grant a look. I will nod in return, because I think at this point I know what's going on. You, were you not reading it over my shoulder? Was like, I, I was like, uh, I was, I was holding it so you oh, saw it. Oh, I, I, I did not get that. Okay. I feel yes, like I every roll. time Grant says he knows what's going on, he should have to roll. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll manipulate someone on us. The players <laughs> <in> the <end>. <laughs> Listen, <sighs> just because Colin does not know what's going on, I, but yeah, I, I completely misread that you were like letting me read over your shoulder. So, uh, yes. Grant well, I think we're, we were, like, shoulder to shoulder kind of right. walking, I figured. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> mm-hmm. Okay, um... Do you want to go get Steiner and meet back here? I want to go... I need to go give out two of these, and I just, like, have two bracelets left. My three, actually. One of them I'm wearing. Okay. I'll go, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I'll go find Steiner. Uh, I'm, for my part, I'm making my way to the front of the line to go to Adel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Adel one of my bracelets. This is lovely, Amelia. What is this? What is this craft that you have placed upon it? It's just, you know, a good luck charm. You know, keep keep you safe. I uh, learned, you know, it kind of became a thing amongst people I was traveling with before. Not technically a lie. I have put I have put charms on people before. I will wear it gladly. Yeah, I just... I wanted to thank you for 
all of this. And I wanted you to stay safe. I will wear this blessing with pride. I... I'm glad. Uh, if you'll excuse me, I have one more of these I still need to give out. I've kind of just been doing this while we're on the... Whenever I have anything to do, we don't have anything better to do on a trip. Of course, of course. I give Adel a big smile, and then I go find... Meza. I want to note, as you, like, turn to hurry off, you can definitely hear behind you... Orphodi scoffs. I don't even begin to care. <laughs> you don't show up in the futures, therefore you aren't important. Watch them be the actual final bosses. Are they what's trapped in the center? <laughs> Do they get a, is is that why they're in, is that what they're doing in the center, getting their life of peace and tranquility? <laughs> Alone forever. No comment. So I I do go find Mesa to give them the last bracelet other than the one I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. They're uh they're one of the people who uh, kinda has a buddy to help them uh, you know, stay with the group, prevent them from meandering off, helping them keep a straight line to their walk. I just walk up and I'm like, ah, Mesa, hi, I don't know if you remember me. Of course I do. Okay. I just... It's me that uh, they don't remember. Well, I mean, we only really had the one big interaction. I mean, I'm willing to allow you to declare how much you've interacted with them over Uh, the past six months. I, I would... Okay, you know, that's fair enough, then. I, I would say Roxanne would probably have made an effort to at least be around Mesa a few times more. Just, like, it is our mission to sort of stick around Mesa. And also, like, I would like to get to know Mesa before uh, their perception of humanity is ruined forever by a lifetime of torture. And I just go, um... You remember the first conversation we had? when uh, I had upset Adel and a lot of other people in the camp, and you'd come to talk to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I do remember that. Well, uh, that really meant a lot to me. And I've been making these... I pull out one of the bracelets. I've been making these bracelets. Oh, you're the source of those. Okay. Yeah, they're just they're just good luck charms when traveling. And uh I wanted to give one to you as a sign of appreciation. And just, you know, I just wanted to do nice something nice for you. So, here you are. And I just hand it over. Take it, put it on immediately. That's wonderful. Thank you. I'm sorry I don't have anything to give back. Uh, you've given me more than enough. Thank you. <sighs> I'd love to stick around in chat, but, uh... Well, first of all, I get the feeling that... Well, this this is, like, in my head. I get the feeling that walking and talking might be a little much for Meza, but with their, uh, their leg. 
so like I don't want to bother them too much. But also I just say, uh, I need to go find wherever Lindsay wandered off to. Who? Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you wouldn't remember them if you saw them. That's concerning. It's been a thing for a while. I promise you've met them. I'll believe you when you say that I don't need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. I just jog off. Although, as I'm jogging off, I do want to keep an eye, just like a quick glance over my shoulder. Are either Anos or Orphodai nearby? Orphodai stays with Adel pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Anos is a little bit weird. They, uh... They don't, they don't make conversation exactly. Right. They, you know, people will try to talk to them, and they will get answers, but it's always very short, both in, like, length and tone. But... <sighs> Roll sharp for me. Sure, sure, sure. Let's see how I do. Eight. Okay. You've gotten the feeling that um, that isn't like that's not due to their mood. You can read on their face that they're concentrating on something really hard and that's disrupting their ability to make conversation. And that also might be disrupting their ability to like walk in straight lines at consistent speeds. Interesting. Okay. I just... In character, out of character, this sudden new variable kind of has me on edge. Because, <laughs> like, something has to happen to affect Mesa, like all of this. Like, there has to be some catalyst. And now that these two are here, I'm just like, oh, I should keep an eye out on that. I thought I could really stop them, or would. Anyway, I'm gonna go meet up with the other two. Speaking of the other two, while uh, Amelia has been handing out parting gifts, though the recipients don't know it, Lindsay, you went off to retrieve your third. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. I'll just kind of casually go up to Steiner and, uh, and say quietly um they're ready i'm trying not to be like explicit about what's happening because i don't know how good adel's hearing is so hopefully steiner can get what i mean from that just give a nod all right uh i don't know like how to subtly so I'll go um so have you put any thought into the thing or are we gonna have to go with plan B uh, well the best opportunity I think would be well we stopped okay alright that sounds reasonable I guess I assume the two of you are gonna go meet up with Amelia yes Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it it takes a minute 
definitely her journey up to the front of the procession to find Adel and the finding of Meza and the conversations with the two of them take longer than the conversation you two just had, so she has to come find the two of you. But the three of you can rejoin. Ah, oh, hi. Uh, I assume you two figured everything out while I was uh, off giving out uh, gifts to people. Hmm. Oh, hell, I don't have a lot of information to go on right now, so... Grant will show the note. Hmm. If that means what I think it means, it should be fairly simple. Again, we will just want to wait until we are stuck. Weird question. Possibly weird answer. answer. Okay, you have to understand that I'm asking this because it's important. Okay, I believe you. (laughs) Do the Fae use the bathroom? (laughs) Because, like, just, like, Uh, make the excuse of going off to use the bathroom. They eat. There is intake. There must be outtake. Unless they are just constantly getting more dense every day. (laughs) Maybe they excrete magic. This is not a question I have considered. (laughs) Like, you not like as part of your world building is not considering do the creatures in this world poop? (laughs) Look, and how have we been handling it? (laughs) Right. Okay. Obviously, like. You know the for me. The, the the non-godlings have to pass waste. I don't know if that's Adel all, that was does. all I needed to know. Okay. I don't need to know if Adel poops. Just just as a general <laughs> question. <sighs> no, I need to know if Adel poops. Listen, there's a piece of literature I can direct you to. Is it called Everybody Poops by Mr. Rogers? Everybody poops except Adel. Um, <laughs> anyway, we could just like excuse ourselves to go use the restroom, one of us, and somebody else to keep watch or something, and just. And then Grant just fucking walks away because nobody will remember them. <laughs> Later, homos. Yeah, like people probably just like separate from the group every now and again to take care of business, right? Uh, there's you know, discreet calls, but calls nonetheless to slow the march so that you all don't get separated. Yeah, that sounds like a thing that would happen. There you go. Problem solved. Forever. (laughs) So tell me, what's the plan? Just... Uh, Grant can just step away because like no one's going to notice he was once he's out of sight no one's going to really notice yeah i can make an excuse to go use the restroom and i don't know steiner can just be like i'm going to keep watch to make sure nothing like shows up maybe you'll make sure that they don't get eaten by like a hell tiger while they're or bit by a bug okay Okay. And are you doing this while everybody is on the march or while uh, when everybody has stopped to sleep? 
Stop the sleep, I think. Yeah, I think stop the sleep is the correct answer here. Also, this is going to be really awkward when it comes up later. Like, oh, we thought you died pooping. <laughs> I thought you died of shitting disease. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll just sneak away when it's Do you not just disintegrate when you poop? Don't go jump that road. <laughs> Chloe, you were saying. Yeah, I guess we'll just wait until, like, uh, we stop for the night to go. Okay. That seems like the most sensible thing, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can keep the march up with everybody else, keep making conversations, and then... Sleep is called. Everybody begins setting down, doing what they can to quickly flatten out the land to make sleeping comfortable, rolling out bedrolls, all of that. Hey, um, Steiner? Hmm? You're carrying a lot. Yeah, I am. That's gonna be somebody else's problem. Whoops. Okay. I mean, I don't know what else I can do except, like, invent a cart right here and now. Maybe Adol will carry it for you. <laughs> I mean, like, presumably when we bed down, I, you know, I set the stuff somewhere. Eh, fair. Just, uh, it was just a thing I was curious about. Felt like asking. I might have to ditch a couple of the looms and remake them later, but... You left an apprentice who will know how to make a new one. Yeah. Yes. That's all he does, or they do. Okay. So tell me how this happens, players. We probably want to have... Uh, Grant and Roxanne leave about the same time, because... While most of the camp won't notice it, we do have two separate Adels here. So yeah. you'll definitely notice. So, in a little more detail, like, tell me exactly what you're doing. Well, I guess we had the original plan of... Well, we don't want to do, like, bathroom break, because that's apparently that's embarrassing. Roxanne just want to, like, do we try to sneak away, or... I mean, if I'm... Are we all just sleeping on the ground, or do we have, like, tents set up for the night? Uh, you are not setting up tents. You are laying out sleeping, like, mats and bags. Yeah. I could just, like, sleep on the outermost circle and just... Uh, Ada would probably notice if I teleported. Because I was going to suggest, what if I just teleport to Grant after Grant sneaks off? For my part, it's easy. I'm probably on watch. I'm not the only person on watch, but seeing as I don't sleep, I'm just, you know, keeping an eye out most of the night, and I can just kind of get up and leave whenever the time comes. All right. Yeah, I think I'm just going to, like, try and sneak off. Just, like, hell, I could still use that excuse just being like, if somebody tries to stop me, I just go, hey, I'm going into the bushes to do my business. <laughs> Look, 
I came up with the excuse. I have to use it. <laughs> okay, so who's going? F it sounds like Steiner's going last. So of the two Harrisons, who's going first? Should I? I mean, I think I should go first, honestly. So I'll, I'll just sneak out as well, trying to, um, and honestly, push comes to shove, fucking same excuse. I'm going to the bathroom. Okay. Grant, roll me. Act under pressure. To sneak. That's a nine. Um. No, that's a twelve. No, that's no, a, that's a nine. It's <laughs> <laughs> shit. Okay, so I'm holding that nine. Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Your turn to sneak off, right? Here we go! Yahoo! <laughs> also a nine. <laughs> also a nine. Okay. So... The, uh, the two Harrisons begin sneaking off. Steiner, you are waiting for a signal to break the watch line and go out after them. But, uh, neither of the Harrisons get very far before you both realize, before they have a chance to speak, that Adel is, like, just a few paces away. And, like, you both have an involuntary, like, internal jump because they did a flash step. Like, they noticed us, or...? Uh, let me ask. The You, you two are, like, going at different times. Are you, like, going... Are you, like, starting from different positions? I feel like that makes the most sense. Yeah, that would make the most sense. Okay. Well, while the two of you don't know it exactly, cosmically, there's now a third Adel in camp. What? Because each of you have your own here, oh. in addition to the one that is still in the sky. See, my theory is that they've known the entire time. Like, they recognize instantly that we're not Faye and we're not supposed to be here, but they've been humoring us. So, aside from the, like, initial internal twist of Adel doing a fucking flash step and being, uh, you know, n not within arm's reach and not even within sword strike range, but close. How do the two of you react? Uh, I think I just stop and wait for them to say something. Yeah, I'll wait for them to say the first thing. Well, you don't know it, but the both of you get the exact same first question, which is... What are you doing going out alone? Oh, goodness. 
knew this is going to be complicated, but also, ugh. Uh, (laughs) And uh, a ways away, out of sight and sound of the both of you, Steiner, Adel just kind of saunters up behind you and asks, Would you mind if I kept watch with you tonight? Hmm. (sighs) One, two, three. Sure, sit down. They do. So, nice weather recently. Mm. Oh my gosh. It has not gotten... We have not reached the cold region yet. I do not know if word has reached you down the group line, but that is where we are heading. You're in for quite some time of ice and snow. Hmm. <sighs> Little bit familiar with that. Are you? I am. I don't feel it these days, but... Spent time there. Lindsay, Amelia. Can I read a bad situation? Yeah. Okay. I hope I don't completely fuck this roll. I only have one question. <laughs> I got a seven. You almost completely fucked the roll. You I did, did almost, almost completely, completely fuck the roll. <laughs> um. What's my best way out? Part of me just wants to just be honest and say I'm leaving. Yeah, that that was like my initial reaction. Just like tell them the truth. We're going back to where we came from. (sighs) See, that honestly might be the play because if you try and lie about it and say, you know, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom, Ada will insist on escorting you. And basically, I'll, I'll tell you this, anything that isn't a plain expression of a willful, deliberate attempt to just leave for your own reasons is going to be met with resistance. Cool. That's what I wanted to do in the first place. Yeah, like that, like, and I don't even mind, like, acting with that knowledge, because, like, that was what I was going to do regardless. Just tell the truth at this point to Adel. I mean, I don't think I was going to be entirely truthful, but I was just going to be like, I need to go. This isn't... I guess I'll go first since I rolled. Why not? Yeah, please do. I don't know why I thought it would be better if I just left on my own. Without saying anything, but uh, clearly, yeah, figured it out. I was 
in the sky the last time this happened. We arrived at our destination and you, all of you were not there. I'm sorry that you had to wonder where we went. The truth is, as much as the truth as I can divulge, I have to go home to, I have to go back home to where I came from. I loved it here with everyone and I loved getting to know you but I have a home I have to go back to and I have people that I need to see I wish I could tell you more about it that's the simple truth of it is I need to leave They're quiet for a bit. There's some very real conflict in their face. But they reach up, grab their hair, they roll their fingers a bit until they have just one strand in between their fingers and they pull it out, stretch it taut between two hands, concentrate. can feel there's some kind of power being put in it and they wrap it around one finger roll it off and there's a little a thin little ring they hold it out to you I take it if a time ever comes to find your way back here promise not marching off to my doom. We're going to meet again. You know I'm not lying. I'm sure you can tell. I can. That does not mean your absence will not be felt in the meantime. I know. But if I... If I just said that I had to leave, you know, someone might try to come with me and I couldn't take them with me. Stay safe, Adel. Be safe then, Amelia, and be well. I give Adel like the, like, nicest smile I can muster up because I'm probably crying. Roxanne is definitely not trying to not cry at this point, and I walk into the bushes and away from everyone else. Grant? Adel, I, um... I respect you too much as both a 
leader of these people and a friend to lie to you. I... I have to go back home. I can't tell you where that is or how we're getting there. I wish I could, but I can't. And, um... We, we just have to go back, and I'm so, so sorry. What is waiting for you there that you cannot have here? That is a very complicated, very long answer that I cannot talk about too much but I promise you this it will not be this it's not the last time you will meet Marching off into a world with so much uncertainty. Under what authority can you make a promise like that? Just know that I can and that I'm so glad that I got to meet you and to become your friend. My oath will hold, despite this. If you are correct and we do, we shall meet again. My work is over by that time. I shall do as I've promised. Thank you so much. And I just want you to know it is nothing that you did, and it's nothing that anyone in camp did that I have to go back, but it was unforgettable time that I will cherish forever. Be safe. And let's see. Be well. I'm gonna give Idol a hug before I walk off. They will return it. It is tight and warm. Mine's as tight as I can muster as well. <laughs> and then uh, after the hug, I will go to join Amelia. Steiner. The two of you kind of sit in awkward silence for a minute. 
So the three of you are leaving. We have to. You see, you're familiar with the concept of a time. I am. And I'd say that will do too much to affect anything, but came back to avert a terrible future. One in which no one gets what they want. We have done what we can here, and we must return to when we came to finish it. Has this all been a matter of obligation for you then? At first, yes. But I have grown to see these people and you as sincere friends, and if I did not have to leave, I would sincerely like to stay here. But if I don't, if we don't, as I said, it's no one gets what they want. Your absence will be felt by everyone here. Yes, we're going to miss quite a few. I'm going to miss all of them, but quite a few in particular. I turn to look Adel in the face. For what is worth, you do succeed here. You tame these wilds, you build your courts, and you are happy for a long time. And we're going to go back and make sure that happiness continues. So I want you to remember that in the end, it's all going to work out. We're going to make sure of it. That at least is comforting. I will see you again, friend. For me, it will be not that long, but it'll be quite some time for you. I will eagerly await our reunion then. Hmm. Till we meet again. I'll stand up and do like the, the comrades arm clasp with you. Like the the predator bro grab? You know, he grabs your forearm, you grab his handshake ah, that's a few that. inches up. Got it. I will just nod and Head towards the others. Oh, wait, um, do tell everyone goodbye. Tell them that it's important that I leave, but that I will always think of them. I will. Thank you. 
So I'm not going to make any of you roll to find each other. I mean, Edel knows we're leaving, so I get, knows I'm leaving, so at this point I would probably be pretty confident in waiting a couple minutes and teleporting to them anyway. <laughs> so three of you can find each other. Yeah. Hey guys. Uh, hi. It'll find you too. Yeah. Yep. Was, I told him mostly. I told him most of the truth, and I left out some specifics, but like everything I said was true. Hmm. Well, I just have to hope it works out. Yeah. You ready, Steiner? No, but let's go anyway. You ready, Grant? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Uh. Uh. I just. I don't think I. Hold on. I think I have a lighter. I just like. Just rip it. Just rip the fucking thing. I rip it in half. The instant the terror is complete, the three of you just pop out of the primordial wilds and are back in the void of time. The table is in front of you, a little ways to the left, but Greta is standing in front of all of you, hands behind her back, not quite at attention, but something in that vein. If the three of you would like to sit down, that would be fine. Oh, Doki? Yeah, I sits. sit down. Let me know when you are ready. Ready to hear something? Ready to leave? Ready to discuss what comes next. Ah, it okay. is not uncommon that your Departure leaves you somewhat compromised. I'll say. Yeah. A moment to decompress would be appreciated, yes. After a couple minutes of silence, Crane says, Guys, Ada was one of the best friends I've ever had. That's weird. That's really when weird. someone's not trying to kill you, it's, you know, easier to befriend them. I guess, but like... Sort of clouds your entire impression of them when the first thing that you, you know, your first impression is them chopping off your arm. I mean, but I spent months planning to kill, kill them, and now they are honestly one of the best friends I've ever had. That's... It's a weird we'll, feeling. We'll have to hope that carries. Yeah, same. I don't know if I'm ever going to see any of those people again. I'm going to see at least two. I don't know if... Fave and aren't Adol live a long time. 
Well, it's a considerable, considerable amount of, amount of time. It's I was in I the was hundreds of the thousands of years. I was specifically talking about Adel and Mesa. Yeah. Well, I, I know we're going to see them again. I don't know. I just, uh... Steiner vaguely recalls like a painting in the wall of the uh, Winter Court lab of Hadro founding science guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, science founder man. Science founder guy man. Guy invented science and he also this weird robot science. we don't really talk about him. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I really wish I could have been more honest about all of this. That's all. Okay. He's slapping my face, by the way. Yeah, I got it. <sighs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. Let's... Let's finish this. Greta had, like, left the three of you to fall in, like, a pile with each other. She had just gone to go sit down at the big old table. Three of you can pick yourselves up, find your seats, and sit down. And that's where we're calling it. Next time we kill Silas Cutler. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Grant said that he was not looking he was looking forward to never doing a violence again. That was, of course, after doing a violence on Silas Cutler for a second time. <laughs> Look, Silas Cutler is the exception to all rules. It really is. This is the one time Grant has killed a human being and didn't feel a little bit bad about it. It's gonna be like the murder equivalent of punked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um... Let's knock out in a session real quick. Um, I feel like we've advanced the mystery sufficiently to say yes on the first question. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm also willing to say that you guys doing so well to help Adel's like triage in the first few minutes of recovery was enough to uh, give you a yes on saving someone from certain death or worse. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not Adel exactly, but like it, it had a knock-on effect, probably, right? Yeah, probably. No, if we hadn't gone back in time, Adel would have just died right there. <laughs> I can't believe we bootstrap Paradox yourself. Again. Again. Keeps happening. Uh, have we learned anything new and important about either the world or the hunters? Uh, there were more Adels, uh, 
Orphidii and Anos. We didn't learn what their deal was, really, but we learned that they're- They're the rich, preppy jerks. We established this. They're from the university. Have to ask Adel about that someday when they're not trying to kill us. Yep. Hey, whatever happened to those guys? I put them in the hole. <laughs> I put them in the hole in the center. I put them in the hole. I made my problem go away. Uh, I'll call that a yes. So, uh, regardless of the, regardless of whether we learn anything new and important about the hunters, everybody gets to experience. Hey, I leveled up. I did not yet. I have two more boxes to go. I have one more box. I feel like everybody leveled up at least once during the course of all this. Has everybody spent all of those levels? Yes. I have. I still have two levels I haven't spent because I just leveled up. <laughs> Alright. Something to think about in the next week now that we are going to be making plans for our return to the modern day. Exactly what needs to be done to get everything in position. Yeah. First and foremost, What's the funniest way to off Silas Cutler? I've never seen Dead Like Me. No, 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 no. Here's what, here's what we do. Roxanne helps Grant teleport right behind him. Grant says, nothing personnel, kid, and just stabs him in the kidney. Okay, but he is like a shapeshifter, right? He's a flesh wizard. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Uh... Stab him in the brain, then. Like, I'm. Stab him somewhere. Stab him a lot. If you stab Let's something enough, we it get will stop a moving. really big tank of acid. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, have you ever seen Dead Like Me? No. The main character dies because a toilet seat falls out of a plane and kills her. <laughs> okay. Steiner just whips up a toilet rail gun, then. <laughs> heard of the porcelain throne it is occasionally the golden throne now we are going to create the steel throne it's time for the porcelain dome <laughs> that's my favorite Stephen King book that's all uh, I got I'm out of jokes <laughs> okay so good session everybody yeah yeah I had a lot of fun good same Glad to hear it. I hope you enjoyed this little arc within an arc. Wheel within wheel. I won't say it was my favorite part because I don't know if I could pick a favorite part, but it's up there. <sighs> but uh, next time you will <sighs> vacation's over, gang. It's, uh, it is unfortunately time to get back to work. <sighs> Sounds fake. Unfortunately, it is exceptionally real. Dang. But that's for next time. It's for this time. Thanks for playing, guys. Thank you. Thanks for DMing. GMing, game mastering, whatever. And uh, thank you folks at home for being here. Thanks for putting up with us. I think at this point... 
I can confidently state we're in the home stretch. How many times have you said that? <sighs> At least once before now. I am wise to your ways, witch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn! You have seen through my fucking Act Six twist. Time for Act Seven. <laughs> oh no! Act Seven was short, at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it took like fucking. What, two years to produce? <sighs> okay. Good night. Good night. Yeah, Good night. Nixing Homestuck chat. Good night. And podcast. Homestuck quota reach. Podcast over. Coming up next are the Homestuck discussion podcast, Homestuck on the Range. <laughs> <laughs>